This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we hope you're ready to shop till you drop, because it's time for some Time Blaster Toycast Mall Madness. So shake all the money out of your piggy bank and load up your TMNT fanny pack, because we're going to be hitting up every hot spot we can think of, and it starts right after this break. Welcome to the Time Blaster Toycast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. The following podcast is scheduled for stories with a 60-minute time limit. Introducing first, today's topic. Shopping centers have existed in some form for more than 1,000 years, as ancient market squares, bazaars, and seaport commercial districts. The modern shopping center, which includes everything from small suburban strip centers to million-square-foot super-regional enclosed buildings, well, it had its genesis in the 1920s and surgeons in the 1980s with over 16,000 built in that decade. Originating in Kansas City, Missouri, now hailing in suburbs across the world. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, introducing today's show, Mall Madness. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. Born in the 1980s, some might say their birth was the fulfillment of the mall prophecy. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right. Yeah, Mall Madness, baby, huh? Oh, we go to the mall today. Dave, excellent intro, but I just couldn't stop staring at your guys. They're called mic flags. Is that what these things are called? Like the, the mic the, screens. The, the, mic yeah, screens. Like the screens. Yeah. The pod, guys, we splurged on ourselves a little bit. We, we got, got some a little new, upgrade. We got some new equipment. So. Yeah. We'll have to listen to this one back and see if it sounds any different, huh? Yeah, I hope. Yeah, man. You Joe's good. just happy he's got a mic stand that can be really tall now, so he doesn't have to bend over right. when he's talking. That's right. Well, it's, it's the same one he's had. Oh. But he's got another one to match it. <laughs> right. Shows we got a backup. How, shows how much I pay attention to our equipment, guys. I'm like the least technical of the three of us by far. Like, wait. We're using everything's the same that we normally record. We have a new recorder and new mic flags for this one, and then somebody's using a one new cord. Right. Oh, maybe it's just Joe with those headphones on is just distracted. The headphones, possibly, possibly, possibly. <laughs> All the purple, the matching colors. Anyway, guys. But, so, hey, but yeah, I mean, speaking of that, like we had a pretty awesome review recently where it, it talked about a little bit of our sound quality, but more importantly, talked about how we impact folks' lives, and that that really touched me. I know. That was a great one. And we got another good review. And normally I would cue Joe up and have him read it. But we can actually yeah. play this review, guys, because this was a review left as a voice message on the Time Blaster toy line. Finally. 734-494-2292. Baby and this was always the goal of the toy line. <laughs> yeah. I wanted people, you know, we want people to call in and leave yeah. their reviews or their thoughts. Or if you've got a story of your own on a topic we've talked about, man, Literally, leave us a review. Leave yeah. us a voicemail. We'll play it on the episode. We'll talk about it. So 
Guys, are you ready for our I'm first ready. ever voicemail review? Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to put my phone up here. All right. We're going to play this bad boy. Ready? Hi, this is uh, Joe in Boston, and uh, I uh, just want to give a review. Uh, love your podcast. Um, I am a 90s kid, so I was into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Jurassic Park, and uh, I just love the dose of nostalgia that you guys give every week. Um, I listen to a lot of serious podcasts, and I have a pretty serious job. Um, so on my commutes, uh, you guys are a welcome, uh, respite and I listen to sometimes your episodes over and over. Um, so thank you for all you do and keep it up and, um, thank you for the happiness you bring, um, into a sometimes too serious world. Thank you and God bless. That review, like it's, it's one thing when we read the reviews and you have, have the words, that someone typed out, but when you hear it in somebody's voice and you hear the things that Joe from Boston said, like I, I actually got a little emotional when I heard that. I'm like, wow, I was giving an impact on this guy's right. commute, and I hope you know. Hopefully, there's others that that have that, and I never thought like this podcast would ever do that, mm-hmm. but it's awesome to hear. Yeah, awesome to hear. Because honestly, we've talked about it, Joe. Like that was the goal from the start, right? Like yeah. we wanted to be a place once a week you could listen to and just think about when times were simpler. Absolutely. You know what I mean? When you could be a kid getting dropped off at the mall. That's when your right. mom dropped you outside of Mervyn's because that's the yeah, door that's I'm walking right. in, guys. <laughs> the Mervyn's door, baby. <laughs> but yeah, Joe from Boston, appreciate yeah. the review. Thank you for leaving the review on the voicemail line. The uh, first one. We appreciate fir- it. Yeah, the first one. So, guys, are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Are we ready for some all madness? Ready. I already told you what door I'm coming in. I'm coming in the Mervin's door. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna walk by all the clothes. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming in the Mervin's door because in my mind, Mervin's is really close to the store I want to go to, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute. But what entrance are you guys coming? Dude, in? there's huh? one entrance I always came in. <laughs> yeah. And that was the food court, baby. Oh, you uh, right oh, outside okay. the food court. Okay. Yeah, that was my mom's you, favorite spot. Kick me out of the car. Would you eat on? On your way into the mall, or you come back later? Man, I think it. I think it would vary. Yeah, I guess it all depends if I had breakfast that day or not. I got you. I was always kind of like a side hall, back hallway entrance kind of guy to the mall. Oh like, yeah, where you've got like those little those little branch off hallways that are short. Yeah, with little entrances off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little no stores here, right? You right. feel like you're gonna run by a janitor with a mop bucket <laughs> on your way into right. the mall. Very very. Pat- yeah, the potential is high there um, <laughs> of that. You know, it, it was just always like easy to park, easy in, easy out. Like one of my favorite stores was by one of those entrances. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what so, I was going to say. Usually you go there when you know what store you're going to yeah, first. Yeah. That's how you pick so which That was hall. always my preference, though. Just yeah. no matter what store I was going in, just it just felt like that's that's where I go right. into the mall. For at. me, it was like food court. That's where you're going to meet your friends. So you get dropped off there. Ah. You wait for everyone to show up. And then you cause havoc on the mall. That makes sense. So yeah. is that so is that where we should meet today? Well, I'll meet. Cart? We'll meet you. I mean, the, get us a booth. Me and I'll go through Mervin's. Yeah, Dave will go through sure. the back alley, and, and I will wait we'll meet for you, you guys. I will meet you at the McDonald's with the dinosaurs. <laughs> get us a nice booth. I know it's funny. Like so, the idea was like, let's talk about this fictitious mall that we want to go to. Mm-hmm. But every memory, I can already tell based on what we're talking, we're all talking about one specific mall. We are. We're talking about Southland Mall yes. in Taylor, Michigan, yep. for the most part, right? I would think so. That was the mall yeah, that some... we probably frequented the most. Yeah. At, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the food court you're talking about. That is. That's the Mervins I'm talking about. I'm picturing the, the hallway <laughs> Dave's talking about is the one right next to Mervins. Yep. Uh, the one I'm actually talking about would have been over by uh, Macy's. Side hall by Macy's. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was another one 
by JC Penny. The JC sometimes was a mm-hmm. a frequently came in, and yeah. then one on the opposite side of that as well, which led to like the music store. Man, you knew all the back alleys, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I was mean, only the man. I'm a back alley guy. Yeah. If, if I mean, listen to the Toys R Us episode. I, I'm a the magic alley. I, I'm from the alleys. <laughs> I enter places from alleys. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we're meeting at the food court, right? Where you want to go first? I got. I know where. I, you know, the first place, uh-huh. the sole reason I want to go to a mall I mean, I, back in the I day. Can tell you, I yeah. mean, we had a whole podcast about this very store, one of our first episodes ever. So if yeah. you haven't heard it, you should go back and listen to it. But you know we're going to KB Toys, right? We're absolutely going to KB, KB Toys. KB Toys was oh, yeah. the epicenter of the mm-hmm. mall for me. You know what I mean? If me and my family were going to the mall, my mom knew, like, I'm going to KB first. And right. I'm going to be in there a while, right? Because right. it was small, but man, they packed a punch in there. It's funny because KB was always like a uh, like a fifth stop. It was oh like really? A, it was like a midday, middle of the trip. Like you're gonna go to these couple of shops first, and when you get to KB, yeah. like it was usually a, usually I was going to the mall with my older brother and or maybe a couple friends. So when we were older, as most of my mall experiences as a little kid, I mean, like, I don't remember going to the mall that often as a little kid, other than when there was like a movie theater and it'd mm-hmm. be like go see a movie. Maybe go like to a store or two that my mom wanted to go to, right? And then she let me go to KB Toys, but it was usually a short run. So KB was always like, we knew what we wanted to look at. It was get in, look what we want, and get out. Oh, okay. Now, I mean, yeah. I definitely took my time. What about you, Joe? I mean, if if my mom parked by Borders, yeah. I'm going right to KB. <laughs> oh yeah, it's that straight, straight shot. shot, and yeah. I'm in there. Yeah. So I mean, you know, mom, you go look at the books. I'll see you in about an hour. You know, <laughs> going to KB. Yeah, there was a good period of time where there was a there was a, another side entrance over by Borders that I frequently went into. Oh, there was yeah. a restaurant over there mm-hmm. um, that would Ruby Tuesday maybe. <laughs> um, I, I think you're right. It would sneak into that entrance, and that was like KB was straight shot. Yep. But KB, you know, we've talked about it before. You know, KB was like a tale of two stores in one, right? Yeah. They, like they had the new product that you could buy when yep. the, when new stuff came out. KB had it. You know, Phantom Menace. 1999, right? KB's loaded up. Video game systems, when they came out, you could buy them day one at KB. But on top of that, you know, the bins, right? The bargain bins. The the whole front half of the store is nothing but these bins. Sky high, full of toys, you know, five for 10, three for 10, Mm -hmm. Toy Biz X-Men. You know, it was a store where toy lines, once they kind of died, they ended up at KB. You know, you went in there with birthday money. You could walk out with a whole line of toys, oh, bags full. Yeah, just one of the one of the best stops. Honestly, if I was in KB, I was happy. I didn't really even care what we yeah. did after that. But there, there's some other good stores. But so we, we're at KB first, right, Dave? Yeah. Where, yeah. where you want to go after we leave KB? What are you thinking? Well, one place, you know, and then just logistically with the way the mall set up. <laughs> yeah. Next to KB, I'm picturing to the you know you're going to go down a little hallway. Um, I might be going towards Merv, back towards Mervin's, but there was like a little barber shop. There was another restaurant, Big Boy, I believe. Yeah. And then there was a place that I actually worked at, <laughs> not in not in the mall. I worked at a standalone store, but Radio Shack. Right. Yep. I always like to pop in Radio Shack and just check things out. And right. there were some cool stores across the way that I would hit back as well. But it's always a good little stop in Radio Shack. Radio Shack's a mall staple. I mean, yeah. picture any decade. You know, honestly, Radio Shack's still in malls to this day. I've, Radio Shack had bankrupt they they went they filed bankruptcy they closed thousands of stores uh-huh. most were most were gone but um i think there's a couple that have popped back up in recent years okay i've seen them more in strip malls than actual malls mm-hmm. but i again i can't tell you the last time i've been in a real mall yeah 
because yeah, I mean, you picture seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, up to five years ago. Every you know, there was a Radio Shack yeah. in a mall. You know what I mean? Um, a store I would That's not really what... frequent that often as a kid. <laughs> I was not really into yeah. you know the, the goods being sold at Radio Shack when I was a child. You didn't watch your RC car? No, not for me. <laughs> it, it wasn't so much about the RC car, but it was always a stop in there because it was. I don't know, they had like microphones and they had yeah. like all right. kinds of cool equipment and I never really bought anything as a teenager or a younger kid, but I always liked to go in Radio Shack and walk around. I ended up getting a job there mm-hmm. and um, I, I believe malls, the mall Radio Shacks is what killed Radio Shack. You think so? Oh yeah, because like yeah. I worked in a standalone store and we were like one of the most profitable stores in Michigan, but the corporate corporate did not like us mm-hmm. because we didn't move cell phones and we didn't move like direct tv dishes as much as mall stores yeah however mall stores didn't turn a profit at all because that's all they sold was cell phones yeah and satellite dishes so while we're selling phone batteries and resistors and capacitors like the chuck e cheese down the you know mile and a half way whenever those arcades broke those guys those repair guys were coming to radio shack and they were buying the stuff to fix yeah. the chuck e. cheese they weren't going to a mall to get it they were coming to right. a standalone store so you'd look at the profit margins every month and the mall stores would be making no profit but they'd be crushing it in the stuff the corporate wanted you to sell yeah people who worked there had high commission so wow my theory is the mall radio shacks actually killed the company more than they helped Mm -hmm. yeah well yeah i mean it's like it's two different type of shoppers right like your your store standalone people are coming to you because they need some right they need something fixed Mm -hmm. they need a product they're coming to you to get it you're in a mall. You're just walking by. You know, yeah. you're not going to the mall for a resistor or a cable. No, or, no. you're not. No, you're. I mean, yeah, it's all stuff. impulse, and it's just a dude in the hallway. You know, trying to usher you in oh, and that. offer you a free right. cell phone or yeah, something like yeah. that. There's yeah. a lot of there was a lot of things in the mall too. Is there was always the outside of the store. Oh, you're just being bombarded the whole yeah, time. The yeah. guy, the kiosk guys with the perfume trying to get right. you to come mm, yeah. over. Or even if you're in like uh, one of the big box stores, the perfume people as you're trying to walk just cut through to mm-hmm. to cut a right. hallway out. Want to try the sample? You're getting no glory. I leave me alone <laughs> he's walking through a, a puff cloud of right 12 different scents that's funny that's tasted on my tongue that's that's true to this day at target now like in the back by the electronics oh store, i the hate AT&T that guy dude and, you know and you're walking and you see him from 50 feet away i take the long and i'm way. like well i'm cutting through the yep, baby section because i just don't want to have this interaction i don't want your no, service you shouldn't even no be facts. in there but yeah, I've never even seen that. But oh, again, I don't frequent Target Comcast, all that often. Comcast people back yeah, there in Target, yeah, yeah. they're always there. Wow. Yeah, same at Walmart too, man. I'm just trying to go look at my toys. Leave I know, alone. man. Let me see what Motu Origins right. figures you got on the shelf. <laughs> I must just look too disheveled when I walk into those stores that I just don't even notice them and they don't <laughs> <Maybe>. approach me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Radio Shack's a good store. You know, I'm picturing, I'm picturing like electronics, right? Radio yeah. Shack, and then. KB Toys, and I know we talked about it in the past, but the backflipping dog in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Dude, you would hear him as you were walking towards the with, store. With those two shops being yeah. so close in our mind, you know, if it's Christmas time in mm-hmm. the 80s or the 90s, you know there's a chance you're going to step on an electronic toy oh, yeah. that has wandered its way out of the front of <laughs> right. the store into, into the, the middle hall. of the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, a couple stores in that same hallway. That was an awesome hallway to go to. Cause, it was. Because, I mean, we're just now specified into one mall here, but like, <laughs> yeah. there were a couple other awesome stores to go in there for entertainment that I bought a lot. I, I spent money. Yeah. yeah, these other two stores. I don't know. Do we want to go for the the movies or do we want to go music? Uh, 
Uh, but let's go movies. Let's go movies. So yep. Suncoast. That's Sun it. Suncoast, baby. Yeah, Suncoast was great, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I picture Suncoast, it's definitely 90s, yes. and it's more mm-hmm. like mid to late 90s, right? Because yes. I yeah. kind of remember going there maybe at the start and still buying like VHS, but mm-hmm. then like by the end, you were buying DVDs, yeah. right? Yes. So it was when the format changed really took place, but... Awesome store, loved it. But man, when you look back, you were spent. We were spending a lot of money on one for a VHS or a oh, DVD. Yeah. Oh my gosh! At yeah. some coast, it was probably twenty five, thirty dollars for one item. Yep. Yeah, I was so happy when when Media Play went in across the street from the mall because mm-hmm. it was like they had the same selection Just as some coast. Twelve times bigger. Twelve times bigger. Twelve times huge. the selection and like half the price. Really? Yeah, because Sam Goody, the music place, was right next to. Uh, Suncoast, so you yeah. go there for music, and the media play had both. So I became a big outside of the mall guy. Yeah, and you know the early two thousands going to the media play all the time. They didn't last long though, but they I didn't. Love Dude, we could do a fan. whole pot on media play. We really. could. That was literally in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Media yeah. play was neck and neck with Toys R Us for like my favorite store. Oh yeah, like I would spend hours oh. in media play. We probably were in the same media. We didn't even know each other yet. We were <laughs> right. probably in the all same three of us were probably. In I there. would yeah. spend hours in that media play as well. We all fought, found random. Chairs to sit in, right. and read, yes. read full magazines and books for <laughs> yeah. free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Suncoast and then Sam Goody. And but I think Sam Goody turned into Harmony House, or was it a Harmony House before Sam Goody? I don't remember yeah, specifically, I but I can definitely remember the Suncoast itself, right? Um, yeah. But between the two, Suncoast and uh, Sam Goody, I mean, all all the electronics you would possibly need, all the media, I should mm-hmm. say, that you would yeah. need, right? In that one aisle. And then at one point, around the corner from there was another store we probably frequented a lot, was Funko Land. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, Which Funko then became, Land. what, the Disney store? Th- or no, it just became a GameStop, because yeah, there yeah, was yeah, two yeah. GameStops in the mall yeah. for a while. That's what I was wondering. And I don't did Fun- is Funko Land the same company as GameStop? Like, did it just become GameStop that's, over time? That's what I time? thought. Okay, they I wasn't bought, sure. Yeah, they bought it out. I think, I remember reading it a long time ago. It's, I'd have to refresh, but I know one of the companies, there's a company that has investments with, like, Target and Best Buy and GameStop. Mm-hmm. That, those people ended up with the with the Funko Land, and that just kind of branded it into GameStop. Yeah. Funko Land was awesome, Man, right? I like, used to love going in there and grabbing the paper with all the that's games what I was on getting it. At. That was my life. Yeah, because yeah. you would. Yeah, when you left Funko Land, they had a literal newspaper yeah. on the on the counter that you could take. And did it tell you what they paid for games or what they charged for games? I feel like it might have had both. There yeah, was like two columns. Right? It was like next a Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> For video games, I would go home with my highlighter and I want this. I'm going to trade this in. Yeah, Yeah, it told you like this is what we'll give you for this, and this is what we. Yeah, so you could do. Yeah, you could do your homework. You could find all your games. And man, so many kids sold so many (laughs) games. So so much regret for for peanuts at Funko Land. (laughs) What a business model! But there was no store like it. No. No, you know what I mean. And for a kid who may necessarily not have a lot of money, you get that paper from Funko Land, yeah. and you spend time like Joe with the yeah. highlighter. You've got some wealth in your pocket. You yeah. could trade in your your entire console and twelve games, and in return right. get one single game one for single your new game. system. I've yeah. got an awesome Funko Land story. So I would have been in high school. I was uh-huh. probably fifteen because mm-hmm. I couldn't drive yet, but my friend could drive, and we had like a half day. And that whole day, we were in like two classes together, mm-hmm. and we were just talking, and we were talking about NHL '94 uh-huh. for Sega Genesis. Classic. <laughs> and it, and I had the previous year, I was definitely was 15, and this had to have been like February, because that 
that winter, the first time I ever went hunting with my dad, I took my Sega Genesis up to the cabin. Okay. Because at that point, I would had a, a PlayStation. You know, my brother had a PlayStation. He also had an N64. So I was like, I don't really play my PlayStation or my Sega as much as I could or did. And I took it up to the cabin. I never went back up to the cabin, so the Genesis is probably still sitting in this same jeez. Oh, <laughs> Tommy Lasorda baseball probably still in the in the thing. Nonetheless, I, uh, me and my buddy, we got out of school in the half day. He's like, "I'm going to Funko Land, mm-hmm. and I am buying a Sega Genesis." And I, after school, we went, jumped in his car, he drove the, to Funko Land. We bought a Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. We bought an HL ninety four. It was probably like fifty bucks for the Genesis, and because yeah. they used to have hundreds of just Sega Genesis oh, yeah. right. in there, stockpile. It was so easy to get. Got it, took it home, and we played that thing at his house, to where my mom. I mean, this was no cell phones in in this time. My mom was like calling all my friends trying to find where I was at because I didn't tell her, <laughs> so she was all worried. She's like, "You had a half day of school." <laughs> I just was playing Sega Genesis. Right. It was like nine o'clock at night by the time I got home. Wow! And, what a day um, we played. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, Funko. That's my first thing I always think of. Funko Land is getting that half day of school and just jetting there. That's yeah. great. Getting it, going back to his place and just playing Sega for hours. Yeah, Funko Land. So that iconic logo, right? Yeah. With the cut with the different colors, just yep. that plain. Plain font, each letter is a different color. I loved that store. And, you know, somewhere along the way it did, I guess it did morph into GameStop because I can kind of picture it. And GameStop for a long time was pretty cool too, right? Like I remember going in there and trading stuff. And now games is just, honestly, it's like a small part of GameStop, right? Yeah, there's there's so so much much more. You know what I mean? They've got a lot of collectibles and things inside there. It's kind of like a media play in a way. It's like maybe a little mini quarter eighth sized media player yeah. like yeah. they've got all kinds of other crap and then vic games just sort of the perimeter mm-hmm. but yeah okay so we're, we've we've kind of spent a lot of time on this one wing of the mall. Yeah, yeah. We, we've hit them all you guys getting hungry really at all you want you want to get a snack or a drink or something well, like is, that or? is there one more stop in this hallway down at the end is there isn't wasn't there a little arcade down at the end of that hallway oh there was an arcade that, mall arcades are a great yeah yeah, yeah. There was see when arcade. i picture arcades in the mall i'm picturing tilts and tumbles tilts and tumbles is what i'm which was of. our specific arcade for a while mm-hmm. in in the mall we're talking about southland mall uh, it was over what over kind of by the food court in a way shack, wasn't it, right? it was wasn't it like back in the corner well unless i'm no I, I I it the one i'm thinking of was like across kitty corner across from radio shack i think you guys are thinking of the same arcade. Okay. I'm thinking of the older arcade from the 90s. Tilts and Tumbles, the one I'm picturing, it was huge. It was, yeah, it was, it was ginormous. When you were in the food court and you left the food court to get into like the center of the mall where like Hudson's and everything was, as you were walking down that hallway on the right, there was it was a Tilts oh, and Tumbles. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And no. it was a huge... I, never, I wasn't allowed in there. No, so, it was yeah. a huge arcade, man. Yeah. They had everything. And that's where I would have played like NBA Jam and Mortal yeah. Kombat and all sorts of stuff. Um, that was like a booming arcade for years and years. You guys are picturing the little dismal, dimly lit arcade in the corner, yeah. I believe. I don't know. Yeah, which is kind of over by Mervyn's. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that's the one I'm picturing. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That yeah. one was around like to the bitter end. It was there a long time. Yeah. But just mall arcades, right? I never I mean, went in them. I yeah. never went in the mall arcades. Yeah. My mom would just not. The only mall arcade I ever went into is actually uh, in Great Lakes Crossing. I went to that arcade. Oh, Great Lakes Crossing has some wild arcades, but, like uh, huge arcades. I never went into the Southland Mall arcades. I mean, when I was a kid, my mom was like, no, it's a waste of money. That I mean, was a waste of money. She's not lying. So. 
It was fun in there, though. I mean, but yeah, it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but without food. You're literally just going there to play games. Yes. But there were a lot of cool, a lot of cool games I played for the first time in you know a mall arcade, Street yeah. Fighter, DDR. Oh yeah, DDR. <laughs> when, DDR yeah, was huge. Yeah, when, years later when there's yep. uh, games of that sort. What's the game with the giant guns? Oh, there's a ton Something of them. time enforcers. Lethal Enforcers. Lethal, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, just so many Lethal cool... Enforcers. It was like a cowboy western type of game with the guns. Yeah, just you know, you could spend some time. You had ten, oh, yeah. bu- you had ten dollars in your pocket, and you didn't want to buy anything at KB. Yeah, you know, you could get five minutes of excitement at the mall. <laughs> yeah, at the least mall a good arcade. solid five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the mall arcades there. There's the old, you know, kind of near the arcade or a staple of this mall in our mind, Pretzel Peddler. Oh, baby, now you're talking. Oh, yeah. Pretzel Big Peddler. Peddler. Guy. That's been there forever. Mm. It's still at this mall we're talking about. Pretzel yep. Peddler was a unbelievable. Just soft pretzels, right? Delicious. Little pretzel sticks with the little nacho cheese. Mm. My go-to meal. Let me yeah. go-to meal. Right. I don't need the food court, Joe. <laughs> you don't, really. I'm going to walk through the for- food court. I want to go to Pretzel Peddler. Yep. I-, I want... I want my pretzel sticks yep. with my cheese, and yeah. they had the ices, and I yeah. want a large Mountain Dew <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> boy. slush, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. It was yeah. great. Yeah, there was that. And, I, and then if it wasn't Pretzel Peddler, sometimes you could double down with that Pretzel Peddler and the delicious smell of Cinnabon. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it was right there, right across. Yeah, dude. Every mall had the had the Cinnabon, right? Yeah. To this day, yeah. still there. Yeah, God, jeez. Mm, let's Cinnabon. go. Cinnabon. <laughs> okay, guys, we're out of here. Yeah, <laughs> Cinnabon, Pretzel Peddler. Large Mountain Dew. Like the food court, I mean, Joe mentioned the McDonald's. It's like the staples of the food court was like Sbarro Pizza was like kind of on the edge there. And then you had uh, like Panda Express. I never got the Panda Express, but there was always like a Chinese restaurant basically. Yep. And then the other one I'm always picturing is Orange Julius. Yeah. You know what? Orange Julius has been around forever. A long time. And what is what is an orange Julius? It's like orange juice and vanilla ice cream mixed. Yeah, yeah. That, like then yeah. it's like a you know, okay, like a creamsicle. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they'd have like a DQ logo. It'd be like orange Julius DQ. Well, yeah, they they kind of merged yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. See, I was never getting an orange Julius because it was if it was with DQ, you know, DQ, you're getting a blizzard or something, you know, yeah. a milkshake. Right. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. getting an orange Julius. But yeah, so one other one other specific mall story that I want to talk about that I thought of. Is Joe, you brought up how, you know, every mall has a pet store, right? Yep, (laughs) they do. So I was thinking, yeah, there was a pet store. I have a pet store memory. So this had to be, I would guess, 1994, I'm guessing, is the year. So we're driving down the street outside of this mall, Southland Mall in Taylor, Michigan. And this is pre-internet, right? So, like, how do you know when anything's happening anywhere? You don't. You really don't. <laughs> but outside of this mall was like a big giant marquee. Remember, you know, where you'd put the le- they'd put the letters up yeah. on the sign and it would be promoting events, whatever was upcoming at the mall. One day we're driving down Eureka Road and on the marquee, guys, it says, meet WWF wrestler Bastion Booger. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this day, this time. Yeah. Right? It's like a month away. Oh and I'm God. like, I can meet Bastion Booger in my local <laughs> mall. So I convinced my mom, like, we got to go. We yeah, got to go. Absolutely. I can meet Bastion Booger on this day at this mall. It's like the summer, 94, or, some, or maybe it's 95. I don't know. Some year. It's after Bastion Booger's run. Yeah, Okay? Like, he's not on TV at this point. So, <laughs> so we get to the mall that day. We're there at the right day, at the right time. But the mall's big, right? Like, yeah. where's Bastion where Booger? Is where is Bastion Booger? So I remember, like, walking in the mall, looking, like, 
surely there's going to be a line of hundreds oh, yeah, of people hundreds. long to meet Bastion <laughs> Booger. Can't find him. Where is he? Eventually, somehow, someone in the mall is like, oh, he's at the pet store. Oh, of course. <laughs> Bastion Booger is set up in the... Okay, so we get to the pet store. There's a table in this pet store. Uh, Bastion Booger's at the table. There's no line. He's just there. He's just sitting. Just Bastion Booger at a table as a kid with him, which obviously now... I realize it's probably his family, right? His yeah. family's there with him. Um, but I'm a little kid. I'm like, who's this? Why is this kid sitting with right. Bastion Booger? And he has a stack of 8x10s, black and white. They're not Bastion Booger 8x10s. They're Norman the Lunatic oh, 8x10s, nice. oh, okay. which I know who this is because yeah. I'm a you know, crazy wrestling fan. You know, So these are super old. Bastion Booger's there. Nice guy. No line. The reason I remember the story isn't because of Bash and Booger. It's because we spent so much time in that pet store that day meeting Bash and Booger that my family, my mom and my sisters, found a dog in the pet store oh, that they ended up loving and they couldn't live without. We bought our family dog that day. Wow. To the- Bash and Booger to your family dog. <laughs> yeah. How did it end up with the name of Scruffy and not Booger? Yeah, yeah for real. Right? I know. Wild. Yeah. He ended up with the name Scruffy. <laughs> That's hilarious, but yeah, that's you know that's that's a good pet store memory, right? I thought maybe I mean, you were going to say like I left with the hamster. Oh. <laughs> no, you left with the dog. That's awesome. Yeah, see that pet store? I don't remember having dogs till towards like later. Like mm-hmm. when I always think of that pet store, it was like fish and hamsters and yeah, little stuff like that. So yeah. I know I know they had dogs. I remember seeing dogs and cats in there, but. Did they did, did they always and I just wasn't allowed to go to the pet store as a kid and just noticed it? I mean, the mall. idea of dogs in a mall is yeah. like as old as time. To this yeah. day, the mall that we go to pretty o- uh, often, Twelve Oaks in Novi. I mean, one of the reasons you go to that mall is like, let's go look at the dogs. They're yeah. so cute. You yeah. know what I mean? Makes me think of righteous gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever get a? Uh, Do you ever get a pet from a? From the mall, from the no. mall, no. even just a fish or anything like that. I don't think so. Not from the not not from the yeah. mall, no. From like a strip mall that had a pet store in it, or um, you know, a seedy a seedy pet store in a uh, like a trade center, but, yeah. but yeah. not not a not a shopping center. Yeah, mall. your fish you go, comes home in like the world's cheapest Ziploc bag. Yeah, <laughs> dies the next day. You can't even zip the top. You just have to hold it shut with your fist and hope he doesn't fall out. Yeah. You yeah, know, one one store that I frequently went into that was by the food court was uh, Champ Sports. Oh, I want I I googled uh, shoe stores last yeah. night because mm-hmm. I was picturing Champ Sports. I'm like, God, I spent so much time in this store, but I couldn't remember the name of it. And yeah. yes, Champ Champs. Sports was awesome back in the day. Yep. Bought so many shoes, so many basketball jerseys. I oh, loved, the jerseys, I loved that store. Got my first pair of Jordans from Champ Sports. Me too. Yeah. 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 See, the only thing I ever bought there was a hockey jersey. And it, mm-hmm. was like an, uh, it wasn't like an NHL team. Because there was a point in my life where I collected hockey jerseys. It was just some like minor league off-brand jersey. I don't even know if the team existed mm-hmm. uh, at, at the time. I couldn't even tell you what it is. I can picture the jersey, but... I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, and it's only 10 bucks. And oh, man, $10 <laughs> for a hockey jersey. What it was, a deal. It was kind of like uh, like the Silver Dragon jersey I used to have, but not <laughs> that same one. But it was just like a what is this? It was yeah. Just like a shirt that's a hockey jersey, but right. it looked cool. That's cool. Yeah. Shoe stores in malls, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a million of them now. Yeah. But Champs was the king. I love Champs. It had that like street ball aesthetic in there, yes, Joe, yes. right? Like, and this is like when before and. 
Yeah, well, probably a little bit before. Probably, yeah, yeah, around there, you yeah. know. Definitely, like, steel basketball nets hanging on yes. there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was cool in there. What I always think of champs is that was the first place when the, the Detroit Pistons, Bad Boys Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. Late 80s, they had the classic red, white, and blue logo, the basketball, yep. the Pistons. I remember going into champs, and it had to be, like, 93, 94, and it was the first time where I saw when they changed, like, the horse with the teal the logo. Mustang. Oh, the very and 90s. And I'm like, yeah. what the Grant is Hill this era. Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons? Like, that was the first yeah. place where I saw the change. I didn't know they were changing uniforms or changing logos or anything, but sure. champs sports is the first place where I saw it. Those shirts and stuff were everywhere, mm-hmm. and I thought it was, like, I didn't know what it was, and then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, "Oh wow, that's actually what they're playing." Yeah. Is they changed their colors mm-hmm. and stuff. That's wild. What change like that happens now? You know, a year in advance. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Without yeah. even, you know, you'd pick up your phone, you're gonna know. Yeah. But yeah, back then, it just <laughs> you, happened. You wouldn't. You didn't know till you saw it. I mean, this yeah. wheels were in motion for this a year prior. You had no idea till you walked yeah. in champs, and you're like, "What is this mm-hmm. maroon and teal Detroit Piston <laughs> shirt?" But you know. You know, cool. Champs was a great store. So many cool stores in yeah. the mall. Tied in with like the Detroit Vipers, which actually I did buy a Detroit Vipers jersey that same day as that other hockey jersey. Uh, that's yeah. the one jersey. If I could get my hands on one in my size, I'd probably keep it. Detroit Viper? Vipers. Yeah. It just looks so it looks cool. Yeah. Champs Champs was big on uh, the Vipers. A lot of Vipers. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, Vipers was cool. If you guys aren't from Detroit and you don't know what the Vipers Google are, it. Google a yeah. Detroit Vipers hockey jersey. It is like so cool. The international hockey, this is the hockey boom of the 90s I could talk about forever, but, I mean, it was booming. There were multiple leagues on television, and, uh, and yeah, we had a local team here that played the, out of the Palace. The Detroit Red Wings, massive. The Yankees of hockey in the 90s, yep. so our alternative team for the IHL was the Vipers, and they played out of the Palace, mm-hmm. which I believe it was the same ownership as the Pistons, if I'm not mistaken, and that, I think, was part of the whole branding, color change, logo deal, too. Oh, that would, make, yeah, that would make sense. But anyhow. So going from <laughs> hockey jerseys, let's pivot to T-shirts, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I want to talk about a specific shop in yeah. our mall, but I'm sure every mall had something similar. So we had a store in our mall, and it was just called the T-Shirt Place, t-shirt I believe. Place. It was the called T-Shirt, t-shirt place. place. That's it. And this it. store came around, it was late 90s for sure, yeah. probably 98. Oh, it was around before that. Oh, was, was it? it? Yeah. A little I, bit before that. Not okay. much more, but probably like 95, 96. I was going to say it had to be kind of like once the internet was around, right? Because I'm guessing like stores like this, it was probably hard for an independent toy shop to get access to a lot of inventory that was like hot and new. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Prior to this. So when this dude comes around with his t-shirt place, it's just a store in which you can buy shirts. But like, these are cool shirts. These are shirts you want to wear. These are yeah. band shirts. Yes. And for me, the main reason I went there is because you could buy legitimate, real ECW mm-hmm. yep. shirts. Absolutely. This dude had every single one, yep. every single one. So this is like the height when ECW's getting big. You know, you can watch locally. We're finding ways to watch it. It's not the easiest show to watch. It's on like WADL at two AM or something yeah, like that. Taping but, it off the TV. Yeah, but you're you know you're seeing clips, you're seeing pictures in magazines, and you've got the ability to buy these shirts. I think I bought every single ECW yeah. shirt that dude had. You know, for like the first year. Because they were there, right? Yeah. You didn't have to go to a live event. You could just go to your local mall nope. and walk out wearing like a franchise Shane Douglas shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I remember walking by and seeing the ECF&W shirt in there. Went in and bought it. You had to buy it. It was yeah. my first one, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I remember getting an EC, a couple ECW shirts from there. But uh, the first time I went in there was with my older brother. So that's why I say it had to be at least 96 because he was driving mm-hmm. and I was a little bit younger. And he went in there and he bought like a Ozzy Osbourne or a Danzig, one of the two T-shirts. Yeah. And I remember being in the store and looking and the wrestling shirts they had was like they had an NWO shirt. And it was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Because right. NWO was like brand new. So that's yeah. why right. I know it was 96. Mm-hmm. It was brand spanking new. It was just the three of them. There might have been like it was definitely 96, yeah. though. And I, I couldn't believe it that you could buy an NWO shirt yeah. in a store and not at a. This dude was on top show. of his shirt. And they shirts. were official shirts, too. It's yeah. not yeah. like he made these shirts. They no. were the real deal. He had access to, I don't know, catalog somehow. Because prior to that, <clears throat> there was no way you could buy an officially licensed wrestling shirt from a store. No, no you have to go to the event. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Or the catalog. Yeah, everything was live event purchase. But yeah. I bought, I spent so much money on shirts there. My yeah. like senior year of high school. I wore a band shirt. I probably had fifty band shirts, yeah. and I would say forty-five of them came from the t-shirt place, and the other five came like from the Monday corn, concerts. Tuesday right. limp biscuit, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday I mean, ECW. I mean, they even had they even had yeah they even had like obscure. So they had the ECW for us, and they had obscure bands. They were buying a Primer fifty-five t-shirt there. Yeah, like just bands that didn't even make it. They had one album on a major label from <laughs> Zero. I had a From Zero t-shirt. From Zero, there. I remember that. And yeah. it's just like. They had one album on a major label. They had two albums on a major label. These bands that just didn't last long. They had T-shirts you could buy at the T-shirt place in the mall. Yeah, crazy. So speaking of bands, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Ticketmaster in the well, mall? Yeah, that's Dude, really good. You know it. <laughs> I don't you know, know how many times got that Ticketmaster. It was in J.C. Penney or Hudson. It was in Hudson. Hudson's. It was in Hudson. So the Hudson's in our mall was like three levels. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was like ground level. Get on an escalator. Go up to the second level. Get on an escalator. Go up to this third level. Which the why are you up here? You go, <laughs> go down some dark hallways. Get near like a restroom, and then there's just a Ticketmaster, like a yeah. legitimate Ticketmaster like place with yeah. like women behind glass yep. on a computer from the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Typing, yeah. and it was wild. But that's you could wait for a live event. You know, Ticketmaster would open like. What time? 10 a.m. Some Yeah, like kind of the same time that the mall opened, I believed. Yeah. And to get in line, you'd have to be there early. So you would like yeah. go to the mall before it was even open, go in Hudson, go up the escalator, wait in this line in this hallway with 10 other people for this lady on her, right. you know, Mac 1 computer. <laughs> Mac 1. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Couple, a lot of stories of Ticketmaster, like two that come to my, well, three, but I'll, t- I'll tie two together into one. So one story was, had it been 97, mm-hmm. I think it was a Raw in the summer of 97, and I went with my uncle, mm-hmm. and he took us in. He was like, "I'm gonna, we're going to get tickets to the event. And it was had to be July 97 at Kobo, because it's the last time they were at Kobo. Before I mean, the boom, before and then they, the boom. they were yeah. too big for Kobo. Yeah. Kobo fit like and, five to 6,000 Yeah, tops. and it was the debut of the Disciples of Apocalypse. But I, remember, <laughs> I was there. I, yes. I was there. I remember going to that Ticketmaster and getting the tickets. Like the day they came out, mm-hmm. my uncle took me and my cousin, and we got tickets. And it was hell. It was so cool. Yeah, we were like hell yeah, we got tickets. The next time I remember going to that Ticketmaster. Now we always went there to get tickets, but the yeah. next time I remember going and waiting in line for the day of the release was Sunday Night Heat in '99. Okay, we were like third in line. We Ooh. got there at 8 a.m. You're like I'm sitting close. We got mm-hmm. and we got super close. We were second row for Ooh. Sunday Night Heat. We got on TV a couple times. It was amazing. Yeah. 
fast forward. That was August '99. Fast forward two, three months. Survivor Series '99 is coming back. Okay. Yep. I'm just so stoked. Yeah. We go up to the mall at 8 a.m. to get in line for Survivor Series '99. We're outside. They, yeah. we, we were. The line was so long for Survivor Series. Are you tickets. for real? We were outside. Oh we were probably in that line together. That's yeah. unbelievable. We, I was like, wow. When we came for Sunday Night Heat, we got here at 8 a.m. We were third in yeah. line. Yeah. We come here at 8 a.m. for Survivor Series. We were outside yes. waiting. It was crazy. I went with my Guys, with this, my buddy and his mom, yeah. and we waited for hour. You yeah. would hour have and a half. To, if, yes, this line. That would have been hundreds, if not yeah. a thousand people long. Yeah. And that's, that's how crazy. you got tickets. I mean, this was before. Yeah. No, I know. That's like, why it sounds like ancient history. <laughs> this is you know, now yeah. robots buy tickets <laughs> right. minutes before they go on sale. Yeah. But no, back in the day, you literally went to a physical location and mm-hmm. stood in a line and waited and just hoped that oh, somehow man. when that lady typed, because you were buying whatever she. Whatever was there. This is what you get. Okay. You just, you know what I mean? It's you wild. didn't pick your seats. No, no. And we ended up. You know, we ended up in like the nosebleeds, but yeah, we couldn't believe it. We it was sold out that day. Like yeah, it was. It that's was how gone. popular wrestling was. Yeah, and we ended up being separated two and two because we couldn't even get four together. <laughs> so me and my buddy, and then his mom and his little brother sat on the other side. Oh of wow! The that yeah. Bad. So yeah, we were opposite. That's yeah. crazy! Wow. Yeah. That raw that raw earlier that year, I think it was April in '99. Mm-hmm. I remember. Getting tickets for that, and we had really awesome seats for that. But that was another Ticketmaster day of purchase. But it was the line again wasn't that long in '99. It was hot all in '99. So yes. I don't know if it was just because it was the first pay per view. It had to have been. But yeah, honestly, probably because it was. Yeah, it was, it was a pay per view. Yeah. yeah, big deal. It was nuts. It was nuts. That's that, my Ticketmaster like memory is. Yeah. Going there, never having an issue, and then Survivor Series Survivor '99 series. being like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. We wild. were waiting outside. It was yeah, a hundred, couple hundred people deep. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. Originally, I mean, in hindsight, the mall doors, they probably didn't even have the doors open where people could go and wait up at Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. maybe. And that's why we were outside. It felt like we were outside for like a half hour before we finally went in and the line took forever yeah. to get up to the yeah. I don't think the doors window. were open. And that's why everyone was It was cold. Outside. It was. <laughs> it was. Cold. Made you work for those tickets. Yeah. It was like a month before Survivor Series when they went on sale. Because it's not like they went on sale like, like SummerSlam's coming to Ford Field this year and the tickets are going on sale like April, next month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe April. April. This was like Sunday Night Heat was here in in August. They announced on Sunday Night that Heat that tick that Survivor Series was coming yeah. and tickets go on sale like this day. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, they mm-hmm. go on sale in like September, like a month, yep. <laughs> end of September, and it's like a cold, rainy, like fifty degree day. Yeah, do what I, you got to do. I got a ticket story um, that I can remember talking about. Just brought it up. So remember when you would wait in line sometimes, like to make it. F- fair although it isn't really fair because if you're waiting in line longer you should probably have rights to get the best seats but sometimes when and this was a practice they did for a while i think this was at harmony house i don't think it was in the mall but remember you would wait in line and like five minutes before tickets went on sale and doors opened someone from like harmony house in this scenario would come outside and they'd give everyone a ticket and mm-hmm. then they would draw a ticket and whoever had the tickets yes. you are now the first person in line yeah and then everyone that in theory that's in front of you has to go to the back that's right such a yeah so like the dude that's waited for five hours so that th- was in this scenario we do this right the mm-hmm. person in front of me gets the ticket so now I went from 15th in line to second second in line. And that was a Monday Night Raw, I want to say, in maybe 1998 or something like that. And I ended up uh, getting front row 
tickets. That's crazy. I'm sure I was at Monday that Raw. Raw. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I was probably at that Raw. I'm sure we all were there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, I do remember that at, at the Ticketmaster, because that was why we started going to the mall, because I think we went to Harmony House a few times, and we got screwed over. I've been it's so great mad. if you're the one drawing the ticket. What's the but... point of lining up early, then? Just show up whenever and get your ticket. I and... think that's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think hope they... for the best. Yeah. And then they were trying to avoid people lining up Camping and gathering out. outside of stores. Yeah, people did it anyway, I guess. So... Yeah, that yeah. was probably. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean that was was like before like the Black Friday boom where people camped outside yeah. like a couple of years before it was tickets. So that's some stories of the dark ages, guys. Back when <laughs> dark, you had to wait in line for tickets. Okay, so we should probably wrap up this mall yeah, trip. Yeah, we, we've yeah. done a lot, but before we before we we go home, want to let's go hit the food court one last time. Let's, do one last yeah. go around yeah, on yeah. the way. I, I would like to pick up a ball cap. Oh, I'm with you on that. Lids. Let's swing by stop, lids. Stop at lids. I remember when lids started. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, I, I'm like the this store is mm-hmm. nothing but hats. but hats. I was like, this idea won't last. I was in hats. Boy, was I wrong. Lids has <laughs> been around still forever. There. Yeah. I still buy hats at lids. Yeah, yeah lids was a good store. Um, yeah, we the, got we kind of glossed over. Uh, the McDonald's in our food court. I feel like we Dude, have to talk about it for it a minute. It was themed so awesome. So this food court was in our mall was built probably what ninety three. I feel like yeah, and they made it, right. it was a huge giant atrium like yeah. talking hundred foot glass yeah. ceilings and yep. the you know the the main restaurant in this food court like where your eye went to because right when you walked in was mcdonald's yeah and it was like a dinosaur themed mcdonald's right awesome. it had like a was he a t-rex it had a t-rex had a pterodactyl hanging from the so, ceiling but this t-rex yeah. was like 50 feet tall he was, he was atomically yeah. correct yeah. right he had a dong this yeah. t-rex had a dong and <laughs> yeah, he was sitting he right next to the cash register <laughs> yep and it was McDonald's, they timed it just right, because during that time in the 90s, dinosaurs were never more popular, right? It was like oh, Jurassic yeah. Park was huge for a year. And then it was yep. like the next year, Flintstones was like the, uh, the huge thing at McDonald's. So like yep. when you were here, you were like, this is, you know, this is great. Yeah. I got this 50-foot tall T-Rex watching me order my chicken McNuggets. Right. So it was very cool. And every once in a while, he'd go off and roar. So yeah, yeah, he's a very uh, he's pretty famous like around these parts. Like if you like Google that T Rex, yeah. like people talk about him to this day. He was donated to a children's museum somewhere. Oh, so he somewhere, somewhere in Michigan right now. Oh, that T Rex is in a children's. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like a children's. It's either a museum or a hospital or something. Okay, that T Rex is still there. That's cool that he's That's still cool. kicking. Yeah, yeah. They have a picture of a giant T Rex in like a museum down in like I don't know what town that would be. It's off of twelve going toward west towards Jackson. It's like Dinosaur World or something. Oh, like that. he might. That might be where he's at. Giant T Rex there. Think so. of all the Big Macs and McRibs that T Rex has seen, oh, ordered man. and consumed. What in a his, life in he his lived. Life. <laughs> what a life he lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, food court. Yeah, and the, the the only other stores. I mean, that I used to go to a lot was Hot Topic. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't even imagine going there today. I walk by it, and it's just not what it used to be. But the first one was Great Lakes Crossing. Actually, the first hot topic I went to was in Alabama, in Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama. Man, I, you don't think Alabama when you mm-hmm. think hot and topic? I was like, this store is Southern guy is so cool. <laughs> you know, it's like you get band shirts that the t-shirt place didn't have. Yeah, you could sometimes get dad music yeah. in there, mm-hmm. and sometimes the prices were different. I remember going there, and then hot topic just kept changing and evolving. Yeah, yeah. topical mm-hmm. Spencer's. Gags and you want to feel gags like an old man and... now? Walking Hot Topic, guys. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and Spencer's was the store that you know you had to go. You had to make a stop in Spencer's. Spencer's that was, for sure. Especially as a teenager, like 
You'd sneak into like the back corners oh, yeah. and yeah. see stuff and be like, "Oh, how is this on store shelves?" Like, <laughs> right. You just felt so. I feel like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> what's that other? What's that other store that was like Spencer's? It was called like Gadzooks or something like that. Gadzooks, wasn't, wasn't that yeah. kind of like Spencer's yeah. too? Yeah. Yep, that definitely was. Yeah, so many cool mall stores. Yep. You know, honestly, guys, we could probably come back to to the mall in the future we, sometime, yeah, we right? Should, Maybe yeah. we, we didn't even hit like the idea of a movie theater in a mall. No. You know what I mean? That's a, a staple. But yeah. we're running low on time, guys. So, what do we talk about next week, Dave? What do we got lined up for oh, the we got an listeners? Inter- we got an interview lined up. A uh, couple. Big convention comes to uh, Michigan. It's been kind of coming twice a year, mm-hmm. um, but the last, because of the pandemic year, so I don't know if they're going to do two a year, one a year, but they're not, it's called Astronomicon. It's yeah. a pop culture convention. I mean, Google it. They've had, the past conventions have had, it's like a fever dream for anybody who grew up in the 80s and 90s with the right. guests they have. I Especially mean, this year. This year's awesome. Yeah. They got some really cool guests lined up, um, but it, it kind of get into the uh, the brainchild of how do you put a convention together. I mean, we're all big comic book, or, and we all know about comic book conventions. Marvel movies are huge. We grew up with the the, the superhero age, so everybody's kind of familiar with Comic Cons, but the pop culture convention, I mean, we're talking wrestling, we're talking movies, mm-hmm. comedies, horror uh, then the artwork, the, the, you know, a lot of the vendors, we know a ton of the vendors there, too. So it's, it's a really cool convention. Check it out. Google it. Look at the guest line this year. But we're going to be talking to the guys who put it on. We are, and we're looking forward to that. It's going to be fun to get a peek behind the curtain, what it takes. Yeah. You know, this is probably a year-long endeavor, if not more, for these guys. Yeah. It's culminating in a few weeks. So, yeah, we're going to talk to them next week and see what it's all about. <laughs>